The harvest is abundant. This weekend I'm starting a seven-part homily series in the summer here at St. Rose called Harvest. We've done homily series from time to time. It's a way to kind of track with the narrative of the gospel around a particular theme. And the theme we're going to focus on the next seven weeks is evangelization. That can be a big word for some people. To some people, it doesn't seem Catholic, although it's completely Catholic. Some people think that that's for only some kinds of Christians when it's actually for all of us to evangelize. Do you know when Catholics are asked, is evangelization important in your church? What percent do you think respond yes? Out of all the Catholics, what, what percent is evangelization important in your church? How many respond yes? What percent? Six percent. It's less than one in ten. How amazing is it then that Archbishop Hebda and the Synod and his pastoral letter and everything that we're doing at St. Rose of Lima is all being directed towards evangelization? Archbishop reminds us in his pastoral letter called, You Will Be My Witnesses, that evangelization is at the heart of the church. The church's mission is to evangelize, to go and make disciples. And everyone who's baptized, he reminds us as well, is called to evangelize in his or her own life, in his or her own way. You know, a simple definition of evangelization is this. It's just to bring in the harvest that God has already grown. It's to bring in the harvest. The fields are ripe. A farmer wants to have a big crop for the end of the season. God wants a big crop of children for the end of time. God the Father wants sons and daughters. He wants saints. He wants friends of God. And he's been raising up a harvest for a long time, and you and I are invited to be those co-workers in the field to bring in the harvest. All of our evangelization as Catholics comes from having a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Encountering Jesus who brings us from death to life, from darkness to light, and from hatred to love. He fully changes our lives. He turns them upside down by his grace and by saving us and reconciling us to God. That's where this comes from. But where do we begin with becoming a church that evangelizes, becoming a parish that evangelizes, that spreads the good news of Jesus? How do I start my own life? If I've never thought of myself as an evangelist, as bringing in the harvest, like, what do I do in my life? I'm just graduating high school. How do I evangelize? I'm 75 years old and I live in a senior community. How do I evangelize? We're going to talk about that over these next seven weeks. But right now, part number one is, it's now. It's now. 
As we listen to the gospel tonight, we first of all see that all evangelization starts with the heart of Jesus. To share with other people the life-changing relationship with Jesus that we have, to welcome other people to know God through Jesus, it's not with a program or a strategy or a playbook. That's not where we start. We start with the heart of Jesus. In Matthew 9, he's been going from village to village, town to town, curing everyone, healing everyone. Every disease, every infirmity, casting out demons. And now the crowds are seeking him. They follow him even into barren places. They even go without food because they are so hungry and thirsty to hear the word of God. They come with their paralyses. They come with their diseases. They come with their demons. They come with their brokenness. They are following Jesus. And how does Jesus respond? He says, when he sees the crowds, his heart was moved with pity for them. Troubled and abandoned they were, like sheep without a shepherd. A more literal translation is actually, when Jesus saw them, Jesus' guts were wrenched within him. Like his stomach was in knots, like he was just punched and in pain, seeing the hunger and thirst and the brokenness of these children of God who were called to be part of the harvest. All of our evangelization, all of our helping other people to know Jesus starts with sharing Jesus' heart. To see these people not as strangers, problems to be fixed, people taking up my time, but to see them as the sons and daughters God has been growing in the field and how much he has to give them. Have you ever felt that? Have you felt that burning desire of Jesus in you for someone else to have what you have? for someone else to have a life-changing relationship with Jesus. That's where all of this starts. Not a program, not a strategy. It starts with sharing the heart of Jesus who sees the crowds and his very being is wrenched for them to have life. That's the first thing before everything else. After Jesus sees them, what does he say? The harvest is abundant. He uses the present tense. He doesn't tell his disciples, you know what, these are a few people, but one day we'll get a whole lot more, then there'll be an abundant harvest. He doesn't say one day in, in the year 2000, there'll be plenty of people that God's calling forth. No, he says the harvest is abundant now. God has been growing his field, growing his people for a long time. You, my fellow workers in the field, you get to harvest. You get to bring them in. But it's been the work of God. But it's happening now. Years back, I was in training to be a chaplain, and I was at North Memorial Hospital. It was my first day of seeing patients on my own without having my mentor there. And I was getting like really amped up 
pregame, you know, I'm just like, okay, Lord, like, help me today, like, help me to bring your presence to these people in the hospital, you know, to bring you to them today. As I went into my first room, there's a woman in the bed, she had just come out of surgery, and before I could say much of anything besides my name, she starts telling me how good God is, and how God's been taking care of her, Jesus is watching over her, how much she loves Jesus, and she's just giving all praise to God. And I'm kind of just like listening, and we pray together, and all of a sudden I'm out of the room, and I'm like, what just happened? And I kind of sense God saying to me, Mark, I've been at work here for a long time. I'm always working in people's lives. You don't need to bring me to places. I'm already there. But I want you to see where I am and see what I'm doing. God has been growing the harvest for a long time. Do we see and notice what he's up to? Sure, we have work to do. Sure, evangelization can be very hard work. It can be very work that just challenges the heart to trust that God loves each person and is working in people's lives hiddenly and, and slowly. But we don't have to do it all ourselves. We, we can take just one step. We can trust that God has already been planning things for our coming to evangelize. That's really helpful news. Years later, I was on a plane sitting next to a woman who told me she was from China. Her name was Chin, and she didn't know anything about Christianity, really. She didn't know what Christmas was or Good Friday was, but she saw me praying with this book. I was praying the Psalms, and she says, is that a Bible? I said, well, kind of, but not really. It's, it's just the book of the Psalms. I'm just reading the Psalms. And she says, oh, she says, I love the Psalms. I said, how do you know the Psalms if you don't know anything about, she's like, I, I have a book of them at home. I'm always, I love the Psalms. And we start talking. And by the end of the flight, she's just in tears because I basically told her just a few things. I told her God created her and knows her. I told her God loves her and wants her to know her son, Jesus like second grade stuff, not like, it was really that simple. It wasn't like a theological conversation drawn out, like, it was just like some very simple things. And she starts weeping because she's meeting Jesus in this moment of proclamation. See, God had been preparing her for the harvest just with the Psalms back in China. What a connection. And then here she is meeting the Lord in a very unexpected way. God had been at work in her life already. I just got to come and just bring in the harvest in some small way. But the harvest is now, brothers and sisters, it's now. The harvest is abundant. There is no time for discouragement. I know that there can be many reasons why you and I might be discouraged. I know many of you have children and grandchildren who have left the faith don't even believe in God. Many places in America that churches are shrinking. People are leaving the faith. There was like an episode of Jeopardy recently I heard where the question was like fill in the blank and it was from the Lord's Prayer. It was fill in the blank. Um, uh, Our Father, who art in heaven, blank be thy name. And none of the contestants could fill in that it was hallowed be thy name. No one knew it. It says a lot. <laughs> But friends, we can sometimes think, 
well, you know, now is not the time for the harvest. Now is not the time to reach people for Christ. We, we, need, we need to kind of regroup, circle the wagons, get some more resources, get some more plans in place. No, do not be discouraged. Now is the time of the harvest. There are people all around us primed and ready to give their lives to Christ, to take another step in desiring God. Do you see it? Do you want to see it? Are you looking for that? Because Jesus says it's not later, it's now. The harvest is now. That's the second thing. The third thing is, who is going to bring in this harvest? Well, brothers and sisters, Jesus says that we should pray. He says, pray that the master of the harvest might send workers into the harvest. The workers are few. Pray that there may be more workers to bring in this harvest. And friends, we should pray that. Definitely we should pray for that. But I've got news for you. The church has been praying that prayer for 2,000 years And you're the answer. If you're hearing me tonight, if you're in this church, if you're listening to this homily online, you are the answer to that prayer of 2,000 years of Christians because you're here now. You are the workers God has called. You don't need to have a theology degree. You don't need to have experience in door-to-door evangelization to be able to Help people encounter Jesus and his love. You're called for this time. Not for the past, not for the future. You're called for this time. That means we have to take action. We have to respond to this call. How do I bring in the harvest? One thing I love about my dad is that my dad is a man of action. My mom talks about how when she met my dad, it's one reason she fell in love with him is he was assertive. He took action, and I have many, many moments in my life where when something was kind of threatening or when something needed to be addressed, something needed to be said, my dad would act. He would do something about it. And sometimes later on he'd say, you know, you know if I could do it over again, I might have done this differently, but, but he did something, and he learned from his experience. Sometimes we have to learn how to act and bring in the harvest when we aren't sure exactly what's going to happen next. You know that I moved to Minneapolis. I'm living at St. Helena's Rectory now, and it's great. But in the neighborhood, there's a lot of young teens, young men who don't have dads at home, or dads at home but not very present. And they're not sure where their life's going to lead. And they've woken me up at midnight many times outside drag racing, racing through the parking lot, honking their horns. And I'm like, oh, just go home and go to bed. I want to go to sleep. This is crazy. There's a lot of them. But you know what? I've had to really realize the last few weeks that this is actually, they're actually part of the harvest. I need to, I need to be prepared to take some action to be a kind of spiritual father to them if they're lacking a father. My housemate, Father Marcus, who's the pastor there for the last year, has been ministering to them, getting to know them, being kind to them, being generous with them, even though they're doing all kinds of high-risk, we call high-risk behaviors of various kinds. And some of them have been coming to church. Some of these young men in the neighborhood have been darkening the doors of a church and asking questions about Jesus. 
how, how are we four priests in this house called to recognize that the harvest is right in front of us? We, should, we need to do something to help everyone, even these young men, have a life-changing relationship with Jesus. The harvest is abundant, and you and I are the workers. We're going to keep talking about this topic for a few weeks, but today, what can we take away with us tonight? What can we do to apply who Jesus is and this call to bring in the harvest? Well, here's your homework. It's two things to pray for. And if you're thinking, like, pray for stuff doesn't seem very action-oriented, it's actually the most action-oriented thing you can do. (laughs) So listen carefully. There will be more tools in the future. First of all, pray every day to have the heart of Jesus. Pray every day that you would see everyone in your life through the eyes of Jesus not as a problem and inconvenience, not as a problem to fix, not as just nobody, but these are the beloved children of God. These are part of the harvest. How am I called to be part of that? How can I see every human being every day with the heart of Jesus who has such compassion on everyone? That's your first prayer intention, okay? Pray, Jesus, let me see with your heart everyone in my life. Ask that every day this week. That's your homework. The second part is this, to pray for a new encounter yourself with Jesus' love. Lord, give me a new experience of your love in my life. We only evangelize through love. It's only through love that we harvest any souls for the Lord. Unless we know the love of Jesus personally and intimately, we can't give that to other people. We need to know that and have that deep within us. So pray every day this week, Jesus, give me a new experience of your love for me. Ask for that, desire that, wait for him to come to you. And that's the place that you evangelize from, from being loved by the Lord. Jesus, give me a new experience of your love for me this week. In the Eucharist, many grains of wheat are brought together to make one single host, one piece of bread that's consecrated. You and I, the harvest of God, privileged to be part of the harvest, you and I are joined together in this church, many people but one body in Christ, to give honor and glory to the Father. Let's thank God the Father that he has already found us, that we're already part of the harvest of God's sons and daughters. Let's be united in this call to evangelize, to glorify God who has saved us in the blood of his son, Jesus.